Welcome to the Anime Book Club, uh, an anime podcast. Today we are discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episode. Oh, the Stardust Crusaders episodes thirty six and thirty seven. I have, I have my stuff together. I'm your host Pat, joined by Matt. Matt, how's it going? It's going all right. It's a little loopy today. Uh, this is if you somehow this is your first impression. Please try one of the other ones. Um, <laughs> But if you're sticking with us, this is an anime podcast. We do a serving size of anime a week. Sometimes that's two episodes, sometimes that's three. And we talk about them play-by-play style. Um, and you sound like you're uh, very confident in this episode right now. I'm very confident in the fact that uh, I watched two episodes of JoJo, and this was the most taffy pull two episodes I've ever seen. That's a good description for it, yeah. It's like um, I made a comment before we started this and i'm like i don't know how long this week's episode's gonna be maybe we can do more stuff after i've done because i don't see it lasting that long yeah, oh my god like like these are like two episodes together so we be like 15 minutes of her life yeah and this felt like 15 like it was just a lot of like like as i was taking notes i i realized i wasn't writing a lot like we've had i think two episodes or at least two groups of episodes of the past we've hated yeah like, they were just bad these weren't bad they're just what happened yeah they're real i'm not quite sure what's going on with it but yeah it's it's weird but let's just jump into these things and we'll see how quick this episode goes uh episode uh 36 uh whole horse and bongo boingo part one Mundata, depending on what translation you're watching or mandata but he keeps saying boingo are you doing the dub or just the i no I'm, i'm watching the subtitles um uh-huh. The subtitles for Netflix are basically the closed captioning. Okay. I so, was really I was starting to get curious. I wanted to go check the dub to see what they call them in that one. Oh, it would have to be Mandata or whatever. Uh, why they'd still be hitting the legal issues? Yeah, I, I guess so. But yeah, Oinga, Oinga Boinga. But yeah, so uh, I mean. I hate to be mean, but that 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 episode title basically handles this entire two episodes for us. We're done, <laughs> um, but yeah, the episode opens. We actually have a pretty extensive and um, pretty pretty long intro sequence. Uh, whole horse is wandering around a dark house, um, which she kind of whines about being dark, even though it's the middle of the day. And uh, it turns out that this is Dio's house. <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to be in Dio's house. He knows his. He knows Dio's a vampire, right? There's a lot where I'm like, this, this, how much Whole Horse knows and how much he understands, <laughs> um, is a big question. I walk away from this episode because he he stumbles upon a bunch of Dio's leftovers. Yes, he he found his leftovers, which in in a very humorous manner, uh, we find a bunch of people that are just laying on the ground. They've been drank. They've been uh, just blood sucked because he is a vampire. But he leaves them on a pile of gold and paintings and treasures. Man, Dio's riveling like a rock star, apparently. Exactly. I leave all of my bodies on the gold. <laughs> I don't know if he has people to take them away. I don't know where he's getting all this gold. Um, but yet again, this feeds into the I love how opulent and stupid Dio is, and it's great. How long has he been out of the casket at this point? Like a while, right? Like a couple. I of... assume three years. Only three years? Yeah. Man, it's been so long since we had the revelation. I started to assume it was like at least decades. I thought it was because uh, it's when everyone's. It's when the Joe Star stands activated three years ago. 
Oh, I assumed that he'd been out before the stands activated. He came to that later. No, I think it's when he got out and he was like, okay. hey! I got stands now. This I'm, body. I'm standing this body of mine. <laughs> which I came by honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually... I love the intro. The intro might be my favorite part of these two episodes. It's, it's a great thing. I know. As much as we're being silly, uh, we have a great bit where like whole horse walks around and he finally sees Dio who may or may not be floating or, or just a ladder. Like... I think. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell if he was on a ladder or hanging off a shelf. Um, like it looked like he was floating at first, but then you got like a, a pullback and it looked like he was on like a ladder when you, you know, climb up a big bookshelf. Yeah. He's in like a beauty and the beast library. Um, just reading a book. Um, which, you know what? Uh, don't fact check me on this one, but I'm pretty sure this sequence was one that caused trouble for the manga as a American release because he was uh, reading a Quran. And, um, even though he's just reading a Quran because that's where he's at and he's just checking it out, uh, that became a point of where they ended up having to reprint and remove that. Um, I have vague memories of that as a scandal from 13 years ago. Uh, anyway, whole horse seeing Dio kind of freaks out for a second. Um, and then has the worst inner monologue of all time where he goes like, I know I'm, I'm freaking out, but Dio's only slightly stronger than me. <laughs> He's got such... You, you have to admire whole horse's self of uh, self-respect. Yeah, but uh, here's the other question. He was part of Dio's first crew, not the gods, the tarot crew. And he still he still worked for Dio even though he thought Dio was only slightly better. Or did he offer Dio money? Is this the, is he one of the money guys? Maybe he was one of the money guys. I think he was a money guy, but uh, it sounds like he's doing the strength thing. Because he says, like, in the scene even, I think later on, that the only reason yeah. he followed Dio is because Dio was stronger than him. Yeah, but slightly. Like, it only picks the sides of the people who are stronger. Yeah. Is he the $100 million guy? Maybe he's not. I remember I... one of them was offered. No, that was Yellow Temperance. Yes, a lot of this is getting slushy at this point. I know at this point it's been it's been a wild ride. Anyway, um uh the whole horse has that really weird power scaling question in his head. And then it looks like he's just the messenger. He's like, "Hey, Dio, so uh, you know, all your tarot people are gone and uh you got three gods left and looking rough. Oh, and they're here. They're here, they're here in Cairo." <laughs> But they were in Cairo last episode, weren't they? Or we mis did we misread that? Were they in a different Egyptian city? Well, I think they've been in Cairo. It's just this is we don't know how time works. Okay, that's right. I would say it's like who knows how long these conversations have been going? How long did the Derby fight last? That was two episodes, but that couldn't have been more than four minutes. That, that was a great four minutes, but like think about that. Oh, you you got a point. Anime time. Anime time. But yeah, anyway, he sees the messenger, which uh. At first, it looks like Dio is going to kill the messenger, but instead he is like, well, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Which is a great, <laughs> like, I know what you are, but what am I? Or it's like, sure, all my people are dead, but aren't you going to go get them, buddy? And uh, he then does a weird thing. At first, I thought he disapproved of whole horses smoking, but we get this crazy explanation where he burns the fingertips. Like, Dio burns his fingertips on the tips of... Uh, on, on the with the uh with horse's cigarette and then shows that the left hand heals slower than the other and he explains that uh the jo joseph or jonathan joestar's body 
um, he's slowly replacing and integrating it, but the left side of the body is the weaker side of the body. It means the body isn't fully his yet. Exactly. Which is why he said, like, yeah, normally I'd go F these people up, but I got half a body. I got this half half deal. I'm not going to fight him with this kind of handicap. Um, Which, you know what? That's a neat plot point. I kind of think that's neat. Um, I, which we makes get, me wonder, I guess there had to have been like a wiggle your big toe part of this. Yeah. We get like an explanation of why Dio hasn't just done this himself by this point and he keeps sending out numerous assassins to fail. Yeah. I created two crack team of assassins because my left side is slightly less in sync. It still heals. It's just slightly slower. Um... But yeah, he just wants to wait till that all works itself out. A horse, whole horse, like freaks out about hearing this, and then he's like, "Well, you know what? I should just shoot Dio." <laughs> he, he there's like more thought process to that, but he's like, "Yeah, it'll be easier if I shoot this guy in the head, and then I could just take his money, and everything will be great." And I thought it was really funny. In my notes, I wrote that instead of calling him Master Dio, right before he tries to blow Dio's brains out, he calls him Mister Dio. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, he says oh. Dio san. And he says, Mr. Dio. Which I think is funny. <laughs> and again, this this is a great part for Whole Horse's personality because he just thinks he can do it. Yeah. It's like, well, I I got a gun. <laughs> it's a good reminder that that's his power. It's like, I can summon <laughs> a magic gun, and his back is turned to me. I can just shoot this guy. Which I think the whole <laughs> I don't know if, like, maybe Iraqi, like, regretted having a dude with a gun power because these whole two episodes seem to be about, like, <laughs> well, no, you can't use a gun. Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> the introduction of Dio as a vampire was him getting shot by a lot more than one gun. That is a very good point. That is a very good point. But yet again, what, what Whole Horse knows and what he may understand are two very yeah. different things. Uh, we got a great uh, moment where uh, when it looks like he's going to... Dio's basically like, come on, idiot, pull the trigger. And then he disappears and reappears behind Whole Horse. And Whole Horse, like, he starts sweating an unhealthy amount of sweat. <laughs> like, his, like, the sprinklers are on, man. <laughs> a very classic, like, nanny, nothing personal kid moment. Yeah, it's like, ah, uh, uh, uh. Um, and then I wrote in my notes, there's like a ton of spider webs in this room. Like, I know this is Dio's like vampire man cave, but dude, that's a lot of spider webs. Like big ones too. He likes the spiders. He makes them into human hybrids. I need the spider, my spider reading room. Oh, uh, it's like reading Charlotte's web. I don't know. That's not yeah. how this works. She never taught people how to read. But anyway, um, he he basically, seeing that Dio apparently has the ability to either move super fast or could teleport, uh, Whole Horse is like, oh my god, he's so strong. I now pledge allegiance to the man I've already been working for. <laughs> and we cut to the intro. And Dio respects him for it, too. I like that moment, too. I was like, you know, you're like, Dio's like, you're a fucking idiot. But in that moment when you were about to kill me, there was yeah. no hesitation in you. Man, you were going to do it. Yeah, that's like praises him for it too. It's like that's why I'm hiring you. That's why I like you. Now go kill the Joe Stars before I kill you. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Instead of me murdering you, you now have to take out the main characters. Good luck. Good luck. This reminded me of how much I wish Dio was a bigger part of this season. Yeah, no, he's great. Because remember, we used to have Dio check-ins. Like it would be him and the old lady. And and those would be those would be some of the best parts of the early episodes. Yeah. 
Is it'd be him like looking in the mirror, being like, "Lady, what is the concept of pain?" And she'd be like, "It is this, Master Dio." <laughs> He'd have like his word a day calendar bullshit. It's great. Uh, and then we get reminded that there's actually a reason we want him dead because he's he's drinking a bunch of innocent people. Oh yeah, tons of innocent people. Like, apparently by their own will, I guess because he just talks that nicely. Or flesh buds. I mean, no, he's the most charismatic like, creature. So, they don't act like he's using flesh buds on the on the food though. I don't know if they've forgotten that flesh buds are a thing though. Like that no. kind of feels like. Like at a certain point, well, so the whole the funny debate of like he's the most charismatic creature known to man, but also he has got you know the ability to take over people's brains. He's the mule before the. Or actually, was this written after Foundation? Yeah, this is definitely after Foundation. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, eighties. Yeah, uh, he's you know I'm just if I were a vampire, I probably wouldn't want to put something gross and wiggling in the food first. Hmm. Uh good times good times but yeah i don't know maybe he could just convinces people dio does what he does dio he's does convincing he me does. man exactly look at the maps um but yeah so let's the intro plays and now let's uh we're gonna blow through a lot of this stuff oh my I god feel like. what even happened i can't i honestly don't remember why this episode ended because of Oh, where it is? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we cut back a uh, whole horse because he's not a Joe star is allowed to fly an airplane and quickly gets to wait a minute. Wasn't he in Cairo? Why did he fly to Cairo? That's what I'm saying. This is confusing, right? Wait, what? Because wait, no, he tells Dio that they're there. Or maybe that was a flashback is he said that was after that they had just killed Alessi. But then he was still being Cairo. Did he did he but fly he out still, of Cairo yeah. and then fly back? Did he fly to I I know we do that weird thing where we try not to Oh, I know what he did. He left Cairo to go pick up Mandata. Yeah. I feel uh, like that's what it is. He had to leave to find someone to leech off of. Yeah, because he doesn't Yeah, okay. Look at that. We figured it out. We grew yeah. as people. Anyway. He, uh, he's back in Cairo. He has left and returned to Cairo. <laughs> Could have padded this episode out without the exposition rather than what we got, but okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, there's I like the music in this sequence. There's like a kind of faux Western music. Mm. Um, Hell Horse is walking around. He's got a suitcase or a case of some kind. He tries to get in a cab. Two people try to take it. Uh, Hell Horse uh, quickly blows the ear off of one of those dudes and then hops into the cab. I forgot uh, until I think the second episode that no one else can see his gun. Oh my god, you're right. That didn't click with me. Like he just like <laughs> held his hand up and that guy's ear exploded. That's like, Holy well, moly. <laughs> well, people can see Boingo's comic book. But can they read it? No, that guy was able to read it. Yeah. They saw the boat. <laughs> they, they stood on the boat. <laughs> they stood and saw the boat. Anyway, um, he's in the back of that uh, that uh, taxi cab. There's a great weird thing where he like holds his hand. He he's like, "I'm going to open the suitcase." He says that to the suitcase. Um, and then the the taxi driver's like, "You're talking to me." He's like, "No, I'm not talking to you." It he is. opens it. <laughs> yeah, you dummy. Why would I be talking to you? One star. Uh, and it's and it's Boingo. Boingo's in there. Uh, the kid, the fortune teller kid with the manga. Uh, we're given a lot of quick exposition. Uh, oh, 
it's important to note that Boingo is both tied up and has like duct tape on his mouth and is bit inside of the suitcase. His Marge Simpson hair fits inside of the suitcase. Which is weird. It feels a little creepy that he actually straight up kidnapped a kid like that. Yeah, from the hospital. I, like, from the, I, I assumed, you know, it was going to be like a willing team up. No. <laughs> it kind of it puts a dower on the relationship. Exactly, from the start. But yeah, he basically, a whole horse explains to the kid, it's like, hey, your older brother who messed up is going to be in the hospital for, because he was exploded. He's in the hospital for a month longer than you. You were just beaten. You weren't exploded. So you and I are going to have to combine our powers to take out them Joe stars. Um, he, he pulls the duct tape off of the boy, and it turns out the boy had been air sick this whole time and had amazing control, and then there's a puke joke. He pukes for an extended period of time on whole horse. Like, a lot of puke. It's not, like, an actual thing you can die from if you need to, like, vomit and your mouth is stopped. Yeah, because I don't think if your mouth is stopped, like, wouldn't it block the airflow of the nose? Like, I, I think some, like, I thought I remember that being a lethal situation. Yeah, like, because was... people people choke on puke all the time. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, here's the thing. I bet they didn't think of that. No, I, gu- they I guess. They wanted an extended puke joke. My... My favorite thing, though, is that the taxi driver's like, are you puking back there? <laughs> uh, it's just you know, a, a normal day for him. Just a normal day for that poor cabbie. Uh, awesomely, we get another, we, we spent some time in the comic book. Uh, we get the great, weird, free, freaky, deaky art style. And we get a little recap, which is annoying because it recaps everything Whole Horse already recapped. Yeah, maybe that's how this time disappears so fast. This stuff like that keeps happening. This whole horse, everything he described, the book describes, but from the kid's point of view. Does it and... feel like the brother is supposed to be dead? And they're just kind of... Like, they're not... Like, he isn't... They're doing the manga, and the manga clearly also says he's not dead, but it yeah. feels like they're acting like he's dead. Well, they said that he's in traction. Right. For, or whatever, for a month. You feel like he got, um... Uh, like that dude in the American version of Ultron, where like, no, he's he's... He's re- he's recovering. Oh, oh man, that one takes me back. But yeah, he's recovering. He's not dead. He's recovering. But yeah, we get a lot of recappy kind of stuff. Uh, the the main thing you need to know is that a uh, whole horse discovers in the book that it has been foretold that he will kick a lady in the neck with a jump kick, and she will give him a necklace, which he thinks is ridiculous. <laughs> um. I, I would like to note that when he's like, this is this is ridiculous, that would never happen. They, the animation for when the kid goes, my predictions are 100% correct. I really like it. They over-animate the kid's face, his mouth, his teeth. It's uh, That might be one of my favorite things in these two episodes. It's just him saying 100%. I had forgotten that his whole thing is that he's actually very uh, shy and nervous, too. It's yeah. Like, I thought he was just freaking out because of a whole horse for a while. It took me a while to remember that, that was actually uh, a thing with him. Yeah, you're only you're only cool with your brother. Um, we do get that. I always I always think this is one of the funniest kind of like false things that someone could say. Where Hulse is like, I'm not gonna hit a lady. I'm a bad dude, but I'm not a, that kind of a bad dude. I would even take money to hit somebody. Like I lied to lots of them, but <laughs> I'll lie, I'll cheat, I'll steal, but hit them, nah. Um, and then he says your prediction is wrong. However, a second later he books it. Uh, oh, the lady appears. There's a lady, and she's got a bodyguard. They walk by, and uh, whole horse like holds his breath and it's like, "See, nothing happened." 
And then right after saying that, he then runs and does the sick jump kick right into the back of her head. I do like his hustle. I, I like watching Whole Horse run. He had no reason to. Like, I, he just gave in to the temptation because of the prediction, as far as I can tell. I really thought he was going to slip on a banana peel or something, but the whole thing where he, like, doesn't even wait a second to be like, oh, I got to do it. <laughs> uh, but then it's revealed that uh, his jump kick while hitting the lady in the back somehow has not hurt her, but it's completely crushed the scorpion that had been riding on her shoulder. So she thinks that he saved her life, and the music during the sequence is awesome and amazing. And he gets a necklace out of it that he then promptly forgets about. Then he gets um, super excited. What is he picturing when he when he decided to choose this for his team up? Uh, I don't know because he was like, "We're both cowards." <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. He was able to team himself up pretty well with a guy who uses mirrors to assassinate people. Yeah, him and Jay Guile were a great duo. But who's left? I guess technically everybody's left. But yeah, they're they're all alive. They're all in various states of disrepair. I could go get um, what's her face who got her teeth knocked out. She's still oh, around. Oh shoot, yeah, Mar uh, la, 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 la. Midler, 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 yeah, Midler, yeah, yeah. Mariah's definitely not getting out of her full body cast yet. Yeah, not yet. But yeah, I guess he just he was looking for another coward. Um, I don't know. That all thing's really silly. Uh, fortunately, we rejoined the gang who have been uh, busy. They're they've been showing that photo to everybody. And they found a builder. So they're asking a guy, a builder. It's like, hey, you recognize this place? He's like, oh, it's an old building. Man, they found a useful dude for once. Yeah. He's like, this could be, you know, there are a couple places. Um, and they, they, they feel like they're moving in the right direction. Joseph then calls Japan to get a Holly update. And we are reminded, which is basically a meaningless number, that they have three days. Who knows how many episodes that means? But they have three days to kill Dio. I can look it up. It's like seven. Well, I mean, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven episodes left. There you go. There we go. That's that's what three days is. We're jam packed. Um, <laughs> we're then given the amazing revelation that Whole Horse, this man who could just appear, forget Dio's magic teleporting powers. Whole Horse can teleport because he's already found them. <laughs> he's around the corner and he's watching them. Uh, he's gone from randomly kicking a lady in a scorpion to he's already found exactly in Cairo where the team is. Um, I guess maybe the manga could have told them where they were, but it just seems crazy that he's already there. I don't seem like they're really uh, hiding very much. Well, yeah, they're. I mean, if you're walking around with Paul Nareff, you're making noise. You're walking around yeah. with Joseph <laughs> Joestar. You're making noise. You're making noise. They're a noisy group all together. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's he's watching them from around the corner. Uh, it is really, I, I love this bit, but uh, Boingo or Mondaya spends the entire rest of the episode hiding under a box. Like a turtle. Like a little turtle. Um, and yet again, the thing I will not shut up about, I refuse to, the Dreamcast fighting game. Uh, you can play as whole horse or you can play as whole horse with Boingo. And what that really means is that the uh, box walks around with him and you gain an extra ability. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's just some, you see the wooden boxes run back and forth. That's pretty great. Is the whole so you can play a whole horse by himself? Yep. Oh, that's not believable. Well, Jay Guile is one of his moves. You lose okay. the Jay Guile moves and you gain Bongo moves. There you go. That's about to say. He's like, he should always be teamed up with someone. Yeah, he's a zoning character. He shoots and you can you can create shattered glass that if it hits someone that then summons Jay Guile. Yeah. It's a cool game. Cool game for cool people. Uh anyway, uh <laughs> 
I'm not going to overly describe this, but the next fortune they need to do is that whole horse needs to stick his fingers into Polnareff's nose. And that is how he can win the fight. Which he is instantly on board with. Nah, we got to, he's, he's <laughs> like, that's, that is, I have a gun. Why don't I, think, I use my gun? And the boy's like, the book says you don't use a gun. So I you think can't. the entire rest of the episode, isn't it? It is. They have some back and forth. They talk about faith. Uh, we're given a very important rule about, um, Thoth, Toth, Thoth. What stand does this boy have? You got the name right. Yeah, Maybe not Thoth. the pronunciation, but yeah. yeah. Toth, the earthbender. Yeah. Um, he's he's got that. He says, "Hey, if you try to fight fate, it will go bad for you, and you need to make sure to be, you know, on the side of fate." Oh, was this when he brought up how his brother got uh, screwed over? I think that happens in a little bit. I don't know because I don't know the else to be talking about it. I don't have that in my notes yet, and I would have mentioned it, but they okay. do that at some point. They do that in a comical way. Oh no, no that happens later. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, they lose track. They argue so much about fate. Maybe they talked about it twice. Anyway, um, they talk so long that they lose track of the Joe Stars, and <laughs> like the, they're gone. Like they've walked off. And Horace is like, "Oh no!" But before he could continue saying, "Oh no," Polnareff has not only found it, but has um, Silver Chariot summoned, and his sword is at uh, Hall Horse's throat. So he's caught. He's caught. It's already uh, over. It's it's it should have been. A horse tries to summon his gun, but because fate said he can't use his gun, uh, Silver Chariot is easily able to knock him over and hits him in the back, and Horace vomits blood, and then he gets pinned to the wall. We get a little bit with Paul. Paul Nareff, like, holding Whole Horse. He's got, like, got it by the wrist. And he's like, the only reason I haven't killed you is I kind of... Like, it blows out. He's like, you know what? I should kill you, but because Abdal didn't die by you shooting him, I kind of want Abdal to see you one time, and then we'll take care of you. That's not the line, but I can't, I kind of feel like he wants to be like, Avdol, look who it is. It's like, I think he says that. I think he says, Avdol, look over here. Yeah, you want to like it. that. But yeah, he wants Avdol to see him. Um, then we have like a false kind of like tension moment where um, Paul Naraf is like, you'd never work alone. Paul Naraf, yet again, moments of clarity. is like, you don't work alone. You're a coward. And... <laughs> Hull Horse is like, oh my god, you can see the boys. You can see Boingo's fingers from underneath the box and the comic book. Oh no, but Paul Narav is not looking to the ground. He is not looking to the ground. There's a lot of uh, Hull Horses freaking out saying, no, put your hand in, you idiot. Put your hand in. Yeah, and they basically have a back and forth like <sighs> like the both of them talking. Like Boingo's inner monologue and Hull Horse's inner monologue. Like, put your fingers in his nose. Put your fingers in his nose. Put your fingers in his nose. Um, and it basically reaches the point because the, the gang is walking slowly. Oh, so slowly towards Paul Naraf and whole horse, like taking their sweet ass time. And, um, the episode ends with whole horse finally sticking his fingers into Paul Naraf's nose and like nothing immediately happens. And Paul Naraf is like, what's going on? Eh? And then it goes to a cliffhanger, <laughs> which isn't too bad on its own, you know? That's a pretty funny moment. Yeah, because it's a heck of a cliffhanger because, yeah, how is the prediction supposed to happen now? What? Yeah. Well, I guess the prediction, just to be clear, because I just kind of skipped over that because I think it doesn't. It it, it, it says that every one of the, the heroes will get, you know, knocked over and be bloodied if if Whole Horse manages to stick his, his fingers into Paul Naraf's nose, which and, is really funny stakes. And I, then, I will give him credit. Yeah, and then that'll be his time to get them all while they're all down. Yes, it will be. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. But whatever. The the second or maybe even best best thing ever is we get another one of the uh, singing brother style endings. A new one. Whole horse and whole horse and Boingo sing to each other, and it's great. It's the whole horse Boingo copy, I guess. That seems like a weird way to use the word copy. It's really cool. He sings about the fact that he has the emperor, which I almost forgot about. That's oh, great. did you? You did the uh, shit. Yours was translated. Yeah. I Yours was wasn't. No, Crunchyroll did not translate the extra. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, he was just singing about himself. Okay. <laughs> they were. They were. But guess what? It's another flipping recap in this episode of recaps. <laughs> but it's sang, so it's a little bit better. I mean, it was. I was looking forward to that. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, well, let's just jump into part two because yeah. this is gonna go. I have a lot of notes. I don't know why I have so many notes. I feel like an idiot for having this many notes, but I feel like we'll blow through it. Uh, we're back to where we were. Paul Naraf has uh, all horses figures just jammed right into his nose. Uh, the team is walking over there. Um, it's kind of goofy because like they don't hear Paul Naraf call back, and they're like, "Why aren't you calling back?" Like their danger radar. Look at let's get that. Avdol, Jotaro, and Joseph's danger radar is shockingly gone this episode. Like horrendously so. Even if it's for comedic effect. It Which feels I, it yeah. reminds me of the last Ongo Bongo episode though, where literally one of the like fake JoJo was with them the whole time and they were not the least bit suspicious. Oh yeah, I guess they didn't they didn't have, they didn't make anybody swallow cigarettes this time though. <laughs> um but yeah basically we, we get a little quick action scene they bless us with a small amount of action uh where polnareff summons silver chariot and then whole horse is able to summon the emperor again and they're kind of at a quick little standstill and it looks like they're going to be at the standstill but the gang finally turns the corner and it's just polnareff polnareff is just like it looking like a doofus leaning against the wall and whole horse is completely gone uh, though it is quickly revealed that Whole Horse is standing behind Polnareff and has his gun to his head. And then, uh, you know what? Oh, wait, never mind. We have the intro, and then we have a dumb scene. <laughs> but we have the intro, which still, still I have to say, uh, totally slaps in his awesome Castlevania magic to this day. I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, Boy, how do we even describe this thing? Anyway, Polnareff is held hostage. The gang asks him a bunch of stupid, obvious questions. And the conversation, like, he's obviously under duress and they don't notice. And it gets so bad that Polnareff, like, Looney Tunes warps his tongue into a literal arrow and tries to point in the direction. <laughs> oh, Avtol did not... Av, Avtol, uh, Polnareff did not skip uh, tongue day. He did not. He could mutate his tongue. It's crazy. Um, it's so funny. Yeah, so he does that. And they're all like, what are you being weird about? And then Avdol, like, who usually is a smart character, but is the dumbass of the episode, like, out loud goes like, oh, there must be someone behind you because you're, you're signaling with your tongue. <laughs> he does slam his hand. Doesn't he slam his hands on his mouth, like, right after that? Yes, he does to stop himself from finishing the sentence, even though all the important bits are clearly out. Yeah, he's like, oh, shoot. I done. Oh, you were obviously being held hostage. Oh, shoot. Oh, nuts. <laughs> but you know what? It's all worth this because 
Whole Horse goes into to do some damage to Polnareff, but because Polnareff had fingers in his noses, he sneezes and dodges out of the attack, which then reveals Whole Horse to the group. And because this episode pads out time, but also, you know what? They did this kind of okay. They do like three slow-mo replays of the Polnareff sneeze dodge, which I think is kind of funny. Plus. Uh, Silver Chariot comes back. He knocks the whole horse to the ground. Um, and it looks like whole, whole horse is kind of screwed. And he's just like, oh, no, this this stupid, uh, this stupid prima notion, this mm. premonition, never going to happen. Um, in a hilarious turn of fate, that dude who we mentioned really briefly, who whole horse shot in the ear, uh, notices Paul, this guy who has a car now, notices uh, whole horse on the ground. is like, ah, I'm going to run that guy over. Uh, and then the car, you know, slips. Well, I guess cars don't slip, but he loses control and crashes into the team. And that is how everybody was knocked over. There's uh, some oil when the when the whole horse slipped himself uh, trying to shoot uh, the sneezy Polnareff. He uh, knocked over a thing with oil, and that's what the car lost traction on. I don't think the oil. Yeah, I yeah, I guess. But I don't think the oil went out that far enough. Like there wasn't enough space, right? Um, you wouldn't have thought so, but it clearly slips on the oil. Like it's, yeah, it's straight up in your face. I guess I should have, you know what? Instead of me being like, um, well, I don't think that makes sense. I should just be like, here's how it happened. I'm glad that you, uh, stated that the oil was there. So that's what happened. Uh, because of the, the finger ups, the, the, the finger up the nose, the, the premonition, the comic book has been proved correct, and both Whole Horse becomes a full believer, and Boygo is overjoyed from inside his box. Someone believes him. Indeed. Um, they check the manga to see like what they could do next. Instead of just blowing everyone's brains out, they're like, wait, let's check the manga. And the manga says, like, oh, no, Jotaro will get up first. And it's so funny. Um, he's just like, he's like, wait, kid. It keep reading the manga tell me what to do we're gonna do this thing I'm, I'm all in i'm all in and the manga that tells them this crazy plan where paul where whole horse needs to go bribe a couple of plumbers to open up a pipe and then he needs to shoot a bunch of bullets into a pipe at noon to then kill jotaro um it is a really crazy thing and this leads into i think maybe the the conversation you were thinking of this leads to my favorite little logic exercise i guess maybe you want to call this where instead of immediately going to this plan whole horse grabs the comic and it's like wait a minute and he thumbs back to um the 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 explosion of his brother and he's like well your brother followed this thing to the letter and he and he uh and he got blown up how do we know this is not going to blow up in our face and he's like well that's because my brother shapeshifted we can't shapeshift could you shapeshift i can't shapeshift and he's like oh Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, all right, let's do this thing. Yeah. Like, this clearly shows JoJo, and you can't look like JoJo, therefore. Yeah, and he's just like, well, my brother was being a coward, so the book punished him. Which I think is is kind of the, the thought process behind that, right? He's just like, right. yeah, he, he fought fate. If he, had, if he had just stated his form or made an excuse, he wouldn't have been blown up. Or but because Hall Horse can't take that shape, it's, it'll be fine. Which is, Thoth works really weird, because it, it doesn't actually alter fate, right? Like, it's not changing anything that's going to happen. And once it shows a prediction, 
it, like it, it has never not happened. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like the people participating have a choice in the matter. Like even if Paul Horse didn't try to follow what the comic said to the word, he still ended in, he would still end up doing it. Yeah. Which is it's it's it's, it's weird... one of those powers where it's like I can't wait for them not to it's it's too big. It's like, oh no. It's like one of those things where it's like I bet there are long forum posts about the real power. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> there's there's some fan fiction out there somewhere where someone's like, yeah, if he were really smart, he would have done this. And I I think that's one of those ones where you're like, there'd cough, be dragons. Purple, purple hermit, cough, cough, purple hermit. Oh god. All right. Best well, stand. purple hermit. Excuse me, purple hermit, definitely. <laughs> Oh my god, I, ever since we started watching this show, like recently, I've started seeing a bunch of forum posts for JoJo where people constantly diss Purple Hermit. Why don't people like Purple Hermit? They think it's the weakest stand. They've currently you... said that JoJo has, that. they keep saying that uh, Grandpa JoJo has the worst stand, and they're like, bullshit! He, he has drunk. the best stand, damn it. He can grab stuff, it stopped him from getting impaled, he can mess with, he can mess with TVs, and uh, he can draw maps. And also the the psychography. Purple Hermit is dope. I like Purple Hermit. Uh, top tier. S, S tier. Yeah, S tier. I would much rather have Purple Hermit than some weird looking blue dude. Yeah, it's a blue dude who steals stuff for me. He keeps drawing flies. <laughs> I hate this blue dude. Got magic <laughs> eyes. Uh, but I, I was able to count every card. Uh, my goodness. Uh, because the two are doofuses and they debated the whole, like, you know, shape-changing thing, they realized they only have two minutes. A uh, whole horse checks his watch, and they only have two minutes to set up this um, crazy solution. Uh, best part of this is the whole horse starts booking it to try and find the plumbers, and the boy is, like, combat crawling with his elbows. Will not leave the box. He's like a turtle or a snail. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, boy, how do I summarize this scene? They find the plumbers, and the main joke of this scene is that Whole Horse has forgotten that he has to pay them. Like, he can't just ask them to do it. Um, did you, did you remember the payment thing? Were you yelling that at your screen? I, I don't I mean, I remember it. I mean, it happened so fast, I didn't feel like I needed to yell at Whole Horse. But yes, I remember the payment. Yeah, I was just like, you gotta pay him, buddy. Um, but then, like, they won't do it. He tries to stick them up. And he summons Emperor, and he's like, all righty, I'm going to stick these guys up. And Boyd goes behind him and is like, hey, they're not stand users. They can't see your gun. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> Which I've they've not had that be a thing in so long. To bring that back as a joke, I think is great. Right, right? <laughs> it's like that rule has been so forgotten. It's just like, no, yeah, they can't see it. So he's just like. I guess this is a podcast. You can't tell, but I'm I'm like holding my hand in a shape like I'm trying to hold a gun at the. <laughs> He's just like, ah, there you go. But yeah, and then he realizes that he doesn't have money, um, which is also funny. But I, in my question, what happened in the necklace? I thought he would bribe them with the necklace. That would have made sense. Yeah, but instead, um, he's like, oh, I forgot my wallet. Then he's like, kid get out the change purse and the kid jumps out and the kid's trying to get out a change purse and they're both hopping and freaking out. And they're like, Oh, we don't got time. We don't have time. And the kid freaks out so much. He, he drops their change purse and coins spill everywhere. And then the, 
the plumbers start picking up coins like, oh, I bet this is like 20 pounds. And then an old lady shows up to give them tea. And it, uh, man, add this to the, the JoJo wiki for times when a rock is used. Whole horse lifts a rock to convince them to work. I can even lift this rock. Ah, I've lifted this rock. Uh, which is goes back to what I was saying earlier about is Thoth works very weirdly because they shouldn't be freaking out. Like, if no. they believe the comic, then they know they're going to get it done regardless of however much else they're doing. They're like, we'll have money somehow. <laughs> like, and it does. I mean, it works out for them, maybe because they freaked out. But dang it. Yeah. <laughs> the comic's weird. And also, because we're idiots, and I felt bad about not knowing this last time, uh, the Egypt uses the Egyptian pound. Oh, they have their own pound? They have, so they have their own. Up. And they have since the 1800s. Oh, shoot. Boy, yeah. I was way off. I overthought that a lot. Yeah, so I feel like an idiot for not knowing that, but there man, it is. Oh man. There we go. We just grew as people. You Googled. You fact-checked us and you Google checked something. That's great. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they quickly do all the... They open up the pipe that um, is lined up with Jotaro, and a whole horse, looking at his watch, seeing they're out of time, immediately fires a whole bunch of bullets into the pipe. Uh, it cuts back to the team. They're like all picking themselves up and like Jotaro's like, Hey, grandpa, you okay? And Joseph's like, yeah, yeah, fine. And Abdul's like, I only have minor cuts and scrapes. And the camera pans over and like Polnareff is half buried in rocks. And it's like, help me, help me. <laughs> I can't move my legs. And, uh, Jotaro walks over to him. And um, in in his uh, attempt to try and pick up the rocks to help, uh, you know, lift the rocks off of uh, Polnareff, instead of using Star Platinum to do so, Jotaro gets down to get his hands dirty and has lined his noodle, his noggin, his brain zone up with that pipe. And on that cliffhanger, uh, I, I know I missed my opportunity to talk about this a lot earlier, uh, but yeah. I had to bring it up real fast because I just remembered. When Whole Horse was holding uh, Polnareff hostage there, yeah. Um, one of the things he told him to tell the guys to get them to go away was like, tell them you're going to take a piss. <laughs> yeah, I guess I love that. Uh... <laughs> it's like, if nothing, it's like, maybe that should have tipped them all off that something was up with Polnareff because Polnareff only chooses the finest of bathrooms for his use. Oh my God, that's right. But the best thing in the world is they have such a low opinion of Polnareff. Joseph's like, ah, oh, you sick freak. <laughs> He was. He's like, that's kind of embarrassing to admit to. You, uh, why do we even hang out with you? Like, he's just like, tell them you're going to piss in the street. Tell them you're going to piss in the street. And they're all immediately like, oh, Paul and a raff. <laughs> That's so Paul and a raff. General's rolling up a newspaper. Yeah. Oh, I thought we house trained you. Um, But yeah, thank you for bringing that up. That is something that I kind of glossed over. Um, I then wrote, and I don't remember what it is, but I wrote the music for this entire sequence is really funny. Um, because we see like the bullets, like heading through the pipes and heading towards Jotaro and the music apparently is funny. I don't remember what the music was, but I just remember it was funny. Was it the weird theremin music they play? Yeah, it might be the weird theremin music they play. Um, uh, anyway, right before the bullets, uh, hit Jotaro in the head, Paul Naraf sneezes once again. Right in JoJo's face, and it knocks him down. And the bullets miss entirely. And I don't know if this is an animation error or not, but instead of looking annoyed that he got sneezed in his face, Jotro has a big, dumb grin. Did he? Man, I didn't notice that. 
it was just the basic smile face like they it i i don't know i just feel like it's the one of the worst looking faces they could have drawn he's just smiling he's like oh thank you thank you for sneezing in my face <laughs> now i can feel something oh man normally i have to pay for that um but yeah it was definitely Definitely a moment where I was like scratching my noggin, being like, that eh, that's kind of um but yeah, so Joe Tro's just smiling. Just just smiling that he got sneezed in the face. The bolts fly off kind of into space. They knock off like they they break like a roof or something. And then Whole Horse picks up Boingo and it's like, You you liar. You liar. None of this works. None of this is good. And then Boingo's like, I don't get it. My I'm a hundred I'm always right. I always have to be right. And they're like What's going on? This doesn't make any sense. And then uh, I will say, I love this. I didn't think this ha I didn't think this was the case. I didn't see this coming. I think this bit is perfect. Um, a car drives by, goes, now it's time for the 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 12 o'clock news. And then like a clock tower chimes 12, and Whole Horse realizes that his watch is two minutes fast. <laughs> and by God, that's awesome. I think that's some good um that's like a good JoJo plot twist right so there. Alright, so does that mean that Thoth didn't accurately predict what was gonna happen then? Well then all right, we I guess we'll have the uh, let's wrap this up because we're yeah. actually at the end and we get to be honest, this. this whole ending makes no sense to me whatsoever. It doesn't line up with Thoth. Exactly. Um but so the bullets flew off and like whole horse is like, oh crap! What what's gonna happen? This doesn't make sense. It still looks like this thing, and he holds the manga bullet holes and all up to his face, and the bullets fly into the bullet holes that were established in the stand, and those go into whole horse's face. But now, as I say that, isn't the book Boingo stand? So shouldn't Boingo have three bullet wounds as well? No, that's an excellent point. Um... If you had put a hole in strength, would that have put a hole in the gorilla too? Oh man! All right, yeah, you're right. This is, this is. Uh, all right, you know what? Bravo. Let's not think about it. <laughs> because you, you you have a point. Like that is maybe the comic isn't his stand. Maybe his it, maybe his stand makes the comic. Is his stand? Maybe his stand is like a ghost that like draws on the pages or something. I mean, either way, this isn't a bright point for Thoth right now. Don't think yeah. about Thoth too hard because it doesn't what? make any sense. Um, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it goes through the bullet holes, so I. Uh, but it was kind of teased that if you mess up the prediction, like he had to shoot at noon because he didn't shoot at noon, the stand takes revenge or something like that. I don't know. But the prediction didn't happen then. Like it predicted the twelve o'clock noon. Then either the noon didn't happen at all, so the prediction was wrong, or the prediction included him shooting for his broken watch. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna think about this because we have the best line of this entire episode where Joseph says, We need to get out of here before the cops show up. <laughs> yeah. I can't be a wanted man in yet another country. That's been his MO, hasn't it? That is his MO. Every time after that one time, what country is he? Is it is it Pakistan? I don't even remember anymore. I think it's India. I think he's wanted in India. 
Okay. They needed to get into Pakistan because he was wanted by the Indian police. My name is Joseph Joestar. I am an American. I am from this hotel. <laughs> Come arrest me. Oh. Uh. But yeah, uh, just for the mop up, we get a couple of things. Whole horse somehow has survived. Uh, the police say that he was hit at just the perfect angle where like it scraped his forehead. It's like severely hurt him, but it, it's not going to kill him. Maybe it like cracked his skull, but it didn't go in. We're probably not seeing him again. Do we? Yeah, I guess no. He seems retired. I like Whole Horse. But this is probably the end of Whole Horse. Oh, man, I do like Whole Horse. Um, and then uh, Boingo, watching the heroes walk away, goes like, man, I don't understand why that Jotaro guy is so lucky. Oh, well, between everything that happened to my brother and Whole Horse, I've decided that revenge is stupid. I'm going to clean up my act. And I'm going to use my mysterious stand that doesn't make any sense to help people somehow. Somehow. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm not going to hide under boxes anymore. And he kicks the box up in the air and he has inspirational anime music. He's gone full Naruto. He um, believes the power of friendship now. Yeah, he's all he's all defiant. And um, unfortunately for him, when the box comes back down to earth, it bumps <laughs> Iggy on the head. And instead of round face Iggy, square-headed Iggy is back in action, baby. Oh, man, you're right. It is the ugly Iggy. I keep track of my Iggies. It's either round face Iggy or square-head Iggy. It's like bigger Luke. Square, square face Iggy does not take any prisoners. No, he doesn't. Is it bigger Luke or slightly bigger Luke? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know about bigger Luke? No. Well, this is not ringing any bells. It's the worst Google <laughs> search you'll ever do in your life. Like, there's like, I don't, I still can't tell if it's satire enough, but some people have a theory that there are two Luke Skywalkers and one of them is slightly taller than the other. <laughs> what? <laughs> How? <laughs> some people have like watched those movies enough where they're like, wait a minute. In some scenes, the scale is off. So either Mark Hamill got tall, either Luke got taller, or there's a actor. <laughs> like they don't have two different there's not two different Mark Hamels. Yeah, so the idea is that there's two different Lukes and just one of them is just a little bit bigger. That's it's a weird credit to give to George Lucas. There is a Reddit called Bigger Luke. <laughs> there's a wiki about this. My favorite thing, top post on Bigger Luke Reddit. Is Bigger Luke and Luke, are Bigger Luke and Luke Prime ever seen together? Or is it a single Luke who's pulsating in between sizes? It's a force thing. He force grows and force shrinks. Oh no, Mark Hamill even shared the conspiracy at one point. <laughs> of course he did. He's just like, uh, you know what I can get? He's like, looking for a really fun conspiracy? Luke, no further. <laughs> oh, uh, and then he references time on the Muppet Show to prove that there are two Lukes. Oh boy. But yeah, slightly bigger Luke. <laughs> Are you a fan of bigger Luke or Luke Prime? I mean, more Luke is better, right? Should the bigger Luke be Luke Prime? It's, I, as far as I'm aware, that's exactly how size and hierarchy works. I'm, so in my mind, I'm part of the smaller Luke theory. <laughs> how is that a different theory? Because I think that bigger Luke is the prime Luke and smaller Luke is the less Luke. Ah, uh, okay, I follow you. 
All you people praising your 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 puny tiny Luke. Did, did they account for space travel and artificial gravity? I don't. Maybe it's just low and low gravity. Your spine decompresses, and maybe yeah. that's what makes bigger Luke. Did you just solve bigger Luke on our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast? I don't want to read the five Reddit uh, threads that tell me why I'm an idiot for suggesting it. But yes. oh my god, yes I have. I've solved it, bigger Luke. <laughs> no, this is the better one. Is Grogu with bigger Luke or Luke Prime? <laughs> He's act- it's an amalgamation of both Lukes because they had to use CG. They had to do CG. Bigger Luke is being, oh man, did they deep fake back in the, you can tell we're not wild about these episodes because we've spun out of control. (laughs) I I want to go onto a much deeper dive now on Big Luke Theory. Big Luke Theory? (laughs) Damn it, is there a t-shirt that says Big Luke? (laughs) I want a t-shirt that says Big Luke Theory. (laughs) You know what, that that should be like a tank top. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Big Luke Theory is such a funny thing to say. <laughs> Big Luke Theory. Oh, how is there not a t-shirt that just says Big Man. Luke Theory? Well, I, I can't read the article fast enough, but apparently this somehow relates into when Princess Leia asks if she's too short to be a stormtrooper. Oh, but then in other scenes, he's big. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to buy a t-shirt, maybe. Oh, man. Hold on. Your theory exists. It would indicate evidence towards the extremely controversial and fringe smaller Luke hypothesis. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, the real joke is these crackpot smaller Luke hypothesizers. No, we are Dustin. We are many. <laughs> oh, I'm thanks, gonna... thanks uh, deleted name Reddit person. I will devote myself. <laughs> I, I sent you a t-shirt in the chat. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna have to we're gonna have to get this shirt. Wear it at a barbecue. Uh <laughs> so in my mind, Luke Prime is red Luke and smaller Luke is blue Luke. Oh, oh. And you made this mean. You made this mean. <laughs> Someone else made this mean. I stole that shit. I don't I'm not uh, a original. Oh my goodness. Alrighty, anyway. Uh, the, the square-headed Iggy, who is different from circle-headed Iggy, <laughs> uh, fights Boygo, and Boygo ends up in the hospital with his brother once again. Because I guess Iggy really fucked up that child. He, he, he beat up that child so bad they had to take him to... I mean, did he have to get air-vacked? Like, to wherever his brother is? He would have, like, his brother was in a different city, wasn't he? Hall Horse had to ride in a plane. Also... <laughs> Yeah. Apparently there needs to be a muzzle law on fucking Iggy because Iggy will fuck up a child like on a whim, apparently. Yeah. That's some crazy stuff right there. But yeah, um, when uh when uh Boingo slash Mondata is like having his big uh, inspirational monologue about I'm gonna go straight. That's my promise to you, big brother, and he looks up into the sky with the sun flying. Is his brother dead? Yeah. Is no, he making a promise to his dead brother? He, he, maybe he doesn't understand airplanes. Um, gosh, that's just, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else? Do they, I mean, they all talk about like, oh, who knows where Iggy is? And then it's over. 
Yeah, there was like one final statement where they're all like, "Hey, where's Iggy?" And they're like, "He's probably stealing food somewhere." Oh, and, then, that Iggy. and then I think Avdol even reminds him, "I told you he was going to be useless." Yeah, Avdol did get out. Yeah, what a stinker that Avdol. I could get a coffee mug about bigger Luke. Wasn't Avdol there when when uh, could get a coffee mug? Wasn't Avdol there um, <laughs> yeah. when Iggy saved their lives like twice? Yeah, I threw Iggy. If that's what you're asking. Oh, I, I remember that impacting a lot harder when you showed me the OVA deck. I think the OVA out. is pretty cool when it comes to that scene. We'll have to go revisit these OVAs. All righty, that's, that's episodes 36, 37, Whole Horse and Boingo, Boingo, Bapo, Bingo. I did not look at the, the next episode, so I don't know what's coming. Did you peek ahead? Uh, I watched the preview, and I'm kind of excited. Does... <sighs> Do I mention what could possibly be a spoiler? I'm sure. Go for it. If man. it was in the preview, does Iggy fucking talk? I don't know if Iggy talks. I thought he could just bark. It looked like there's going to be a voice actor for Iggy in the next episode. Does he? But it, it could he just be a weird. Think... It, it, it could just be a weird way that they did the. Because uh, they do weird uh, voice. Yeah. Like, like weird voiceovers during some of the uh, previews. Yeah. Um, because I I really thought that the talking voice. Um, God, what was it? The submarine episode. Mm-hmm. When I watched the preview for that, they were using uh, Susie Q's voice, but it looked like it was kind of coming from the stand user, which is what I thought was happening at the time. Oh, gotcha. So this could be like, um, yeah, I gotcha. So it could just be one of those things where they're kind of like weirdly meshed together, and I was misunderstanding who I was hearing. It seemed like he's going to talk the next episode. It's an well, Iggy episode. It's an Iggy episode. There we go. Paul Raff. The the Paul Nareff buddy cop dramas that we've come to love have never happening again. It's Iggy time. Um, alrighty, man, I had fun talking about Big Luke. That's my takeaway from these two episodes. I'm going on a deep dive without this stuff now. I want to believe. I want to get this coffee mug and confuse everybody I work with. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "What's this? What's this mug you have? What do you want to believe?" Let me tell you. You turn off the lights, close the yeah. blinds in your room. You know. <laughs> About big Luke. No, no, I'm gonna turn off the lights. But like, you know, there's a smaller Luke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. I, <laughs> I'm gonna book this one out. Are you booking out? Let's book out before we do worse. Book out. 